Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. I'm Melissa Edgington. And we're doing a marathon podcast night. Are you going to stay awake for it? <laughs> I think so. This is our T4G18 recap. We're actually still here in Louisville. And we're at the Galt House Hotel on the 24th floor overlooking the Ohio River. We're just looking across over there into uh, Indiana. Yeah. I went to Indiana this week for the first time. Me too, because our, our Lyft driver got lost. Yeah. And we wound up in Indiana. Yeah, kind of weird. So we were just going to recap. We're just finished. going to do it. This will be a shorter podcast. This is part two of the T4G special edition, Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. Yes. And I'm making Melissa stay up really late right now. So I want you all just just, just be in prayer for her. <laughs> you know, I guess I just really ask you guys to pray for that she'll be able to have the stamina to run her mouth about the conference. Since we, we have stayed up till 2 in the morning every night. No need to stop that. that but the com- this conference goes late. So I know. So the conference is over, and then you feel like, well, yeah. you know, we still want to get a snack, and we want to hang See, out. See, because we, we're late-night people. Yeah. We like to podcast late at night. We like to eat food late at night. So let's let's kind of say the first hour of the podcast was about the spiritual impact, the sermons, why you should go to the t4g.org website and listen to them, what made them important in the context, right? Right. Okay. So now I want to talk about just, since I feel like I'm hosting this tonight, um, I want to talk about the fun parts or the like the experience of coming here and what you don't real what it would be like if you tried to come in 2020 because they won't do another one until 2020. Well, we didn't talk about all the books they give away. Yeah, so that's so that's something that like on the live stream you see maybe the panel discussions and you see the sermons. What you don't see is that as you come in and out, everybody gets books, zero dollar books. I think we got probably fifteen books. Yeah. You think? Well, what do you, you like for free? Yeah. Yeah, maybe ten, fifteen. Then their 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 bookstore, Lifeway, had just an enormous presence here. And people bought so many books. There was a guy from Canada who told us he bought a hundred pounds worth 100 of books, pounds of books. that this he was sending back to Canada. Two hundred bucks to ship it back. I mean, that's like <laughs> that really really increased the. He lost all the savings in it in buying the books. <laughs> It's like, man, you could, you could have ordered those on Prime and probably got them for cheaper than paying an extra two hundred bucks to ship them back. But they set up a they set up a bookstore for huge. the conference, and it's hugely discounted books. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting them for 50 percent off. Yeah. So it's pretty. It's some pretty of them, fun. yeah, some were really discounted, and others were, you know, so just to depend on the publisher. And uh, but yeah, they've just got a huge book selection. It's curated. Uh, there were no. Um, fluffy books uh, it was all solid uh, theology and uh, there were some really cool books for kids we got Sawyer and a biography of Charles Spurgeon yeah just really <laughs> just stuff I'd never seen before but up here it was really cool they and they were giving out books that they felt like would help us and you know it wasn't just like giving us the books that they were able to get for free they were yeah, part of the conference cost covers them buying bulk amounts of certain books to give away at a discount or to give for free but your registration fee pays that so the books is a neat thing um so when we got here to the airport on tuesday we tried lyft for the first time yes we had ubered in new york 
So we're familiar with how it works, how just a stranger comes and you get in the car with them. Like everything you were taught not to do when you were younger. Everything our parents said, no. Don't do that. Not a good idea. Yeah. We just jump in the car with a stranger. But every one of our Lyft drivers has been fun. It's been a real, like you never know what it's going to be like when you get in there. There's such a wide range of personalities. (laughs) Like the the guy on the Chrysler, he was fun, wasn't he? But I don't think you become a Lyft driver unless you're fairly outgoing. Yeah. So we we, we had um, I don't remember who. Well, we had the guy from Brazil who did. He was the one who took us to Indiana. Yeah, he took us to Indiana because he couldn't because <laughs> he didn't understand his GPS and it was telling him funny things. He was from Brazil, spoke zero English. Yeah. Kind of a cool guy, but we just really couldn't. Chad tested out some of his Spanish. Yeah, I had a Google Translate going on, and I was trying to <laughs> speak, you know, in uh, Portuguese. Uh, so he was from Brazil, and then we had uh, was our next Lyft oh, driver. Oh, we had we had a really fun driver who was telling us all about his accomplishments. Oh, and, that guy was awesome! And yeah, he told yeah. us he has a really great personality. Yeah, he has a great. And it's like, well, people love me, and <laughs> I have a great personality, so I'm really good at driving for Lyft. And we we're like, yeah, and you're humble too. Uh, <laughs> probably going in the ministry. Today but, we had a guy who. Is an immigrant from Cuba. Yeah, with and a he Cuban. and he told us all about how he crossed how many borders? Seven borders. He, to, he escaped to get to the U.S. He went to Ecuador and then he came all the way up from Ecuador to the United States and got asylum. He walked and for ten days, 150 miles through a jungle. The jungle, and he loves. Well, I mean, that was just through a jungle. Yeah, and he was on the. It took months to there get was here. Tons of other. But uh, yeah. there's like 94 of them coming up here. But he loves the United States of America. He, he loves wants to be a it. citizen, and he was really dogging Cuba. Told us Fidel Castro is the devil, and he's in hell. That's what so he said. That's what he said. Then we had the guy that drove the forklift for Ford. He was fun with the Chrysler that had the sweet leather seats. Yes. The Chrysler minivan, same car we have, much better seats. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, he was cool. And then we had the lady that was driving tonight. So he's like, you get in the car with these people and you just kind of talk with them and hear the, their the story. The craziest thing that the, that the Cuban told us is that his sister is a pharmacist in No, Cuba. she's a doctor. Oh, I thought he said pharmacist. Physician. Oh, physician. Yeah. In Cuba. And she makes $60 a $60 month. $60 a month. He says, I make money driving for Lyft and Uber. And he sends her money to he support sends his, her. He send, well, he sends his mom Two hundred dollars a month, and they all live off that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's sort of interesting. So, so Lyft is it was a neat experience, and we'll lift. We'll take a lift to the airport. We, you know, we've jetted around tonight. So tonight we used Lyft to. We had like we were able to kind of get a little further away tonight. Yeah, there hasn't been time. No time. But tonight, you know, the conference ended at five, so we decided we were going to go to dinner to someplace neat. And so we went to a place called Game. Game. And it is has it all. <laughs> Game has it all. Antelope burgers, alpaca burgers, <laughs> Game. wild boar burgers. Game is a okay. I want to say what I had. Oh. I ate a kangaroo hamburger tonight, y'all. I had kangaroo meat. Yeah. Up in Kentucky, Louisville. And I had an alpaca burger. And we had something called... Scotch uh, eggs. Scotch eggs. Have, Look it up. Have y'all ever had those? <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of it before. They're a little freaky. I thought they were great. It's a... It's a soft, hard... No, no it's soft a... Soft boiled egg. It's, it's, a, it's a boiled egg. But the inside's runny. That is breaded and deep fried. With runny middle. And then you eat it with pig fat. With pork belly, and then some kind of cheese. 
Well, was that the that bone was, marrow stuff, or what was no, that? No, that was mayonnaise. Oh, that was mayonnaise. I thought it was cheese. And and some and jelly. And jelly and jam. It yeah, was yeah. weird. You didn't like it? I liked it okay. I loved it. <clears throat> I would eat that every day at lunch. You would, because you have a tendency to love things that make your cholesterol go high. <laughs> and basically, I was just eating pig fat. Yeah. He, he ate good. two huge strips of pig fat. It was very tasty, though. Tasty pig fat. And <clears throat> our French fries were fried in, in duck, duck fat. fat. Yeah, duck fat French fries. And that and was good. Yeah. That was a, a weird meal, but it was delicious. <laughs> it was memorable. Yeah. Like looking duck and serving. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget eating a kangaroo burger. And then, as if we hadn't had enough to eat. I was told there was a place called the Homemade Ice Cream and Pie Kitchen, and I thought, we've got to go there. So we went there, and we couldn't decide between pie and ice cream, and so, so we, had we both. just got both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like that. I'm like, you know, do I want ice cream cone or milkshake? Get both. We are supposedly low-carb dieters, yeah, not but tonight. Not this we were. Yeah, that's. Um, I had cinnamon ice cream. You had peanut butter fudge. Yes. Ooh, that's good. It yeah. was good. And I had a Boston cream pie slice, and you and had, I had chocolate meringue. Was the meringue pie. good? Did you, did it, you, it was good. It was sky high yeah. meringue. Yeah, a lot of, lot of Ooh, pie it meringue. Was good. Yeah. It anyway. looked good. So we did lift. So tonight we were able to to go out and kind of see a little bit of the city. We, the other the other excursion we took on lift, um, and I can't remember who drove. Do you remember the lift driver that drove us to the Southern Seminary? No. Oh, it was a one? Yeah, I do. I do. It was a lady. Remember, she was she was asking us. She'd never been up there before. Anyway, we went to the Southern the Southern Baptist Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, it was uh, very nice. That's I, I mean, I'm a Southwestern graduate, you know, so I've got some Fort Worth loyalty there at the school. I think Southwestern is a very nice school. Uh, don't you think, facility-wise? Yes, I do. We love Southwestern. We think it's great facilities. Southern had uh, um, Southern had something. It was really nice. Southern's hip. It's it's cool. I mean, it's just it's a different flavor. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! My my chair just sunk. <laughs> that was great. I, I hit it with my foot, and it was like near like the <laughs> hydraulics went out. All of a sudden, I felt like you way down here. How's it? How's it? How's it? Way down here. There you go. I'm gonna go back up here. Twenty-fourth floor. So anyway, uh, yeah, Southern is cool. Like they, so it's just little things that I I think are important. Like LED, LED, what do you call it? What kind of lighting do you call it? Um, ambiance, LED. What would you call that? Mood kind of, lighting. Kind of mood lighting. So when you went in, they had this really cool pavilion type building, and all around the side of it, they had. The, the LED red lights shining. It looked like it was like these people know how to throw a party, a reception. Uh, it was awesome. They were playing Southern Seminary um, themed cornhole. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah they, and they were serving cobbler and ice cream, finger fruit food, infused water, fruit infused water. I mean, it was it was awesome. <laughs> like the whole thing. I, mean, I was like, I was like, I think this has got to be the coolest seminary in However, the world. I personally have been to a reception at Paige Patterson's house. Paige Patterson's house, and that was pretty Lafon awesome. Manor, yeah, yeah, and it was really nice too. It's different. It's it was a, it's a little more formal. Yeah, it's a little more formal. Little more yeah, Southern has just got it's it's you know every school's got its own flavor, but I enjoyed Southern's flavor. I did too. I thought it was awesome. 
So we got to see a little bit of their campus. It's beautiful, beautiful buildings. So uh, great people. We had some great conversations with some alumni. So that, that, so the conf- that was before the conference had started. Yeah. So even before this conference, that was those were neat experiences. Um, what what uh, so we got the, we ta- and then the vendors. Yeah, they yes. had not vendors, but you know exhibitors. I think that's a technical yeah, word. Yeah. The exhibitors. There were a lot. I mean, so many different organizations that were exhibiting. That we got to talk to, um, and they, some of them have really cool swag. Lots of pins, t-shirts. T-shirts. IMB was giving away a t-shirt. Uh, there was a, a ministry called Vapor. They gave us a t-shirt and a, and a journal. Notebooks. Yeah, they had the. I think if you have like stuff that people are like, I want that, then you'll that that's a good. It probably isn't that expensive to get t-shirts and journals. Right, a Midwestern seminary. Mm-hmm. They everybody was talking about their booth because they had these little metal mugs that you could get. You could choose your state. Yeah, state and mugs. And they would give you. That yeah. says for the church on it. That's kind of their their motto. Um, that was really neat. That alone was encouraging. The exhibitors, um, different ministries who were that were there. Of course, Southwestern wasn't here, and I want to just call a big, you know blown opportunity yeah they should yeah thousands here. and thousands of kids that probably are going to come to seminary somewhere or go to seminary somewhere yeah and there was no representation from there was new orleans was here yeah southeastern was here yep um midwestern midwestern was here southern was here no southwestern theological no no um reformed rts yeah i mean some of the other ones of the southern baptist seminaries yeah Southwestern wasn't here and Golden Gate wasn't here. But all the other ones were here. The other four were here. I know. So big fail for Southwestern on that one. Uh, But I was going to say it was encouraging because, and we went to a missions lunch, and I don't know, we learned about some different missions organizations. It's encouraging to go to something like this and see God is working in all of these ways that you don't even know he's working. You know, it's a good reminder to us really that, God is doing so much that we don't know about, <laughs> yeah. you know, all over the place. And and really smart people are thinking about the best ways to reach people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, that, really, the conversation really we good. saw, we went to the missions panel that IMB, Reaching and Teaching, a couple of ministries that are in Haiti kind of sponsored it, and they were talking about how do we get resources to pastors in third world countries. And, of course, you would think, well, just translate all these commentaries and books into their language and then send them down there and let them and they said but the problem is you can translate even the bible into their language and they learn orally they yeah, put the bible on a shelf I was like, well that's normal i mean we put bibles on shelves here and we can we can True. read them but though that was another one of their points that the united states is becoming an oral culture hmm. remember that uh, they, all they read all people read is facebook yeah they read facebook yeah. and they say that's probably an oral form of communication that links to to written but um it, it was an interesting, you know, that, but just to hear those guys and their the missiologists, how smart they were, uh, thinking about these things, it kind of gave me hope because the problems that they were talking about, um, you know, it, it uh, there seemed like problems that we're all kind of struggling with, and yeah. to hear that the problems were normal in thinking of short-term missions and long-term missions and funding and resourcing for for pastors over in the the rest of the world, third world. Uh, the statistic that blew my mind, I don't remember it though, you're going to have to tell me. One Christian, one trained Christian worker in the United States for every 250 people? Mm-hmm. 
and one trained Christian worker in other countries for every 450,000 450,000 to one Christian worker to people. That's just unbelievable. The other thing they said that that by 2050, that the largest concentration of Christians in the world was going to be in Africa. Yeah. Or the Global South or whatever, whatever, however they said it. Was it Africa? It was Africa. Okay. Okay, so Then he did say one more amazing stat. He said that the there are five networks of home home churches in oh, china yes. and each one of those home church networks in china each one of them is larger than the southern baptist convention which is the largest protestant denomination 15 Isn't million that crazy it's so, amazing. so there's so many more christians in china than there are in the united states or at least it claim to be christians so what are you going to say so let's talk about um women at yeah. this conference you put, you put up a post this morning Yes, or last night. Last late. night. So I, you know, so so we go to this conference. It's it, it began as a men's conference, I believe, or or probably. It started in two thousand six, so there probably were not very many women there in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, at this conference, there were ten thousand men. There were there were a little under two thousand women there. Um, and it was such it, it was such a good experience. I just wish that more opportunities like that were were open for women. Our women's conferences are so lacking. I mean, I would love to speak to whoever's in charge of women's conferences <laughs> and sit down and talk about this. We need theology. Yeah. We need sound doctrine. We're the ones who are raising the children. Yeah, we're you're raising the are, preachers. Yeah, we're teaching the preachers. You know, <laughs> we have to be equipped to do that. Yeah. Anyway, it was I was so encouraged at this conference. The men were so kind to me. They were I was telling Chad at dinner that they weren't just talking to Chad when they would come up. They would talk to both of us. They were looking at both of us as they were talking about these issues in church, yeah. you know, and all these things. Women need that, and, and it's very important. You know, say that Chad had gone to this conference by himself, and he had this experience, especially, you know, thinking about that moment whenever Ligon delivered that sermon, which was such a huge moment in the room. Not just in the room. It was just a huge moment. If Chad had been here by himself, he could have come home and tried to explain that moment to me. He could have tried to tell me about it. But I never would have been able to understand what really happened there or what the experience was like. Right. And that's a, that's, that's a shame. It's a shame. And sometimes it's necessary that that happens. People have spiritual um, experiences on their own, and then they have to try to relay it to their spouse. But if you have the opportunity to go experience those things together— so much better it's just yeah i mean i i think because sometimes you come home from a conference and you've been really moved and then you you come home and and, and no one else has experienced that no you can't relate it yeah so it just doesn't translate in any way except you had this great experience and then you know and then your wife says well that's great it's great it's great yeah wonderful. now help me bathe the kids yeah <laughs> so i mean i think it's important for women to come to these things for for that reason, I think it's also good to have your wife there with you. It reminds you that you're that you're a team, 
especially in the ministry that you're the pastorate that um, you know the the your wife and and how you relate to one another really does affect the success of your ministry so really cool to be able that our church so the reason we were able to do that because we couldn't afford to come to this conference if our church hadn't sent us yeah. So, so First thankful. Baptist Church in Alney, you know, it's just another one of the things that makes up the best church in America is that they were like, I said, one day I stood up and said, I want to go to this conference. I've always kind of wanted to go to it and see what it's like. And I want Melissa to go too. And they were so awesome to send us up here and to uh, let us take this in. And so that's, you know, just something that we're so grateful for. I, I I don't want to say that there's there's nothing wrong with going to a women's conference that's about what they call women's issues. If you want to do that, if you enjoy that, if you want to go learn about friendship and you want to learn about mothering and you want to learn about how beautiful you are, how awesome you housekeeping are, housekeeping yeah. and and um, <laughs> but you know like the, that. But at this but, conference, it wasn't like that, was it? Listen, there are there are <laughs> practical things that you can go learn about. And I think that's good. And it's a good fellowship with other women, but we, we cannot neglect the theological training of women. It's a huge mistake. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, and when you read about the, the greatest pastors that we have had, when you read about them, it's their mothers, it's their mothers who were teaching them and training them. Their mothers knew theology, they knew doctrine, and they were teaching them these things. And we have gotten into a bad habit of just expecting women to not know those things. Women have gotten content with not knowing those things. Like, that's just the man's realm. And we're over here, you know, in everybody's beautiful land, which is what they do at most women's conferences. Just be happy with your inner beauty and that kind of thing. That's not what women need. That's not what's going to fill the insecurities. That's not what's going to help them to see their worth and their unworthiness. That's not what's going to help them see the greatness of God. Right. These are the things that fill those those spots inside of us where we feel dissatisfied. Yeah. Yeah. We're giving women the wrong answers to their to their troubles. Yeah, and I think that's really on display at a conference like this. I mean, there was no talk of how awesome you are. Honestly, you know? going going to something like this <laughs> makes most women's conferences that I've been to look absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Because yeah. this is what we should be talking about. Yeah. This is what matters. Yeah. And, there were, and there was, what did they say? There was probably 10,000 men here. They said there was 2,000 women registered. So there was just under 2,000. Just under 2,000 women registered. So they turned all the women's room restrooms into men's restrooms, except for up in the nosebleed. So you had to go to, like, the third deck to get to, get yeah. to a bathroom. But, were, you know, it was, it was sweet to me to look around the room, that huge room, and see these young mothers, you know, these women in their 20s with their little babies, you know, yeah. swaying back and forth with their babies and yeah. listening to the, this great preaching. I thought it was also very sweet until the babies started to cry. That's what I thought. Babies cry. No and the, and But you know what? The moms, there was a mom that sat with a baby right next to us during the singing. That baby never made a sound. But when it did cry, they were out of there. Oh, maybe that's I, why I was like, that's the way you do it. Because they yeah. weren't going to let it become a distraction in their section. And if the baby's asleep, sit there and listen to the sermon. But if not, you know, they had to get, they had to go stand up in the where the baby wasn't going to cry. So, or get the baby out of the, where it was going to be a distraction. Because, I mean, you don't, you know, that's, that is rude. 
because uh, it's it's hard to listen whenever a baby's screaming like that. I mean, it just echoes like a giant cave or something. I don't. I, don't I know. think you have a hard time too. I that. have a hard time too. I was even having a hard time some places where we sat because the other thing, not only are babies unintentionally rude. <laughs> You know, they're just little pagans. They Babies don't know. aren't rude. Well, I mean, they just, they don't know they're doing it, but they don't know they're being a distraction. But you know who should know that they're a distraction at a conference like this? Thousands of people in a gigantic basketball arena. You're looking at a tiny little person up there preaching. They're on the big screen. But then, you know, so how many preachers do you think were here? Our staff members? It was a lot, right? Staff members and preachers. Thousands, right? Oh, Yeah. Thousands. Yeah, I just understood what you're saying. So yeah. thousands of these people that were attending this conference are staff members or pastors who, whenever they are preaching a sermon, and if they were preaching a sermon in their church and, and they started to pray, and people started to get up and walk out, you know, they would not like that. And yet, what were these guys doing? Getting up during the singing and l- walking out. Yeah. That was really rude. I, you know, and I know if you if you have an emergency and you have to go tinkle, then you got to go. Listen, John Piper was preaching, and there were guys going out there to get coffee during a sermon. Yeah, I need. I really need some Java. No, you don't. You just need to just sit there and listen. I don't know. I, I would say something. I think maybe they should say something about that because that is kind of rude. Now it wasn't everybody. I mean, it was just probably. You maybe, know. maybe we need to have more grace. No. <laughs> I want to. I want to love my brothers by telling them that when someone's speaking, listen. You Chad, should listen. Chad to them. and I are extreme rule followers. We would not get up during music or speaking and leave. No way. We do not do that. But it's just because we're. That's how we're wired. Because we're Christians, <laughs> and we're polite. Oh man, that that did drive me crazy because I just thought, or Melissa had the point earlier today even I, I thought it was rude but she said you know you're taking it's like you're taking this for granted I didn't want to miss a minute of it right you know, of the singing or the preaching so that was that was uh, something that was kind of distracting so from a woman's perspective though you would say if you can come to a conference like this you should absolutely yeah. so I think that's that's um, so, mm, I know I know it'll pro- probably always primarily be a men's thing, uh, this sort of conference, but at least they could take the lesson and say, when you're planning a conference for women, don't don't be afraid to give them some, something that 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 uh, magnifies God and doesn't magnify either their problems or a felt solution to their problems, right. something like that. So anyway, that's uh, that's good stuff. I was gonna talk about something else. I can't remember. Can, did you have another topic you wanted to talk about? No, I think we've talked for an hour and a half now. Yeah, probably need to quit. Well, we would have talked anyway. So here's the uh, here's kind of the the way this conference ends. Melissa and I go off and get kangaroo hamburger, alpaca hamburger. We eat way too much dessert get our lift rider she takes us back to the hotel we walk into the hotel lobby and a guy standing by the elevator trying to figure out how to get to the bar uh seems like he's already been to a bar mm-hmm. and used the s word and by that i don't mean shut up 
<laughs> so he uses the S word. And I mean, it, it was like, it hit my ears. You know, I don't hear people cuss that often anyway. Um, he didn't, he didn't know I was a pastor, of course, but he said that and I was like, oh, you know, can I, could you have imagined anyone at this conference saying that? No way. That's when you go, T4G is definitely T4G over. T4G is over when they're cussing in the lobby of the Galt House. But <laughs> what's here now is a tattoo conven- tattooist convention, right? Yeah, I've, so already, I've already seen some I've good seen tattoos. I've seen some really tattooed people walking around here. So we go from T4G 18 to the tattoo conference. And you know what I really hope? I really hope that at the end, I hope people say don't say that are driving lifts or working at the restaurants. I hope they don't say that the tattoo people tipped better and were nicer. Me too. Yeah, that was one of the big, the big um, kind of takeaways was we, we, should shouldn't we be known as Christians for being gracious and kind and, and being sweet, right. and and that's part of our distinction from the world is that we don't, you know look like the world and act like the world. We don't want the world to do a better job of us of being gracious. Right. So, Unless you're walking out during John Piper's sermon. Well, what does the Bible say? <laughs> you know, we're not to judge those outside the church, but inside the church. <laughs> and I'm definitely judging them. Well, because it's just plain rude. So anyway, we uh, suggestions. Um, if you can go to a conference that's going to be solid, have some good preaching at it. I would definitely say what I've learned from T4G is it's worth going, not just listening online. If you can get away and go to it and your church will support you or get some guys from your church to go and, you know, make the cost lower uh, or take your wife if you can. Or dry, get some dry, girls from your church Get some girls from your church to go. <laughs> so um, I think there's some benefit in these conferences. I really learned that this week. And I'm looking forward to maybe us being able to go on some more with more people from our church, especially maybe the Southern Baptist Convention and conferences surrounding that. Um, the second thing that uh, that I would say is, uh, you know, I, I guess I would say, when you sing in church, man, just let it rip. You know? Yeah. And if everybody had that same attitude of you know, we're going to sing at the top of our lungs and we're just really going to praise the Lord. Things would be, uh, I think that would really change the dynamic in, uh, of the church and, and really get us unified. And uh, so I think it's been a great week. And do you have any closing thoughts? You talked out? I'm talked out now. I am just really grateful that we had the chance to be here. Thanks to, our, thanks to your mother who came and stayed with our kids. Yeah. So special shout out to Michael and Clark, who has also listened to every single podcast yes. that we've done. And so we're looking back, looking forward to getting back to Texas and seeing our kids tomorrow. And hope this has been uh, uh, edifying to hear us talk about the conference or, you know, if you were here, maybe reliving it. So uh, we'll get back to normal podcasting next week, right? Right. But here's a double shot, an hour and a half of Chad and Melissa. Wow. And if you weren't at the conference, wow, how boring. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I would also say, last last thing I would say is get on T4G.org. Yes. Listen to David Platt, Ligon Duncan. Listen to all of them are good. They're, they're all, all good. They were all good. Um, all nine messages are good, and they're all free, and you can download them. So do that, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.